Hello there. It's another podcast. And, well, it's a nice, quiet Sunday afternoon here, although I do think a storming's brewing while I'm recording this. Uh, it's starting to look a bit grey and a bit dull outside, which is a bit of a shame because it was nice and sunny earlier. But um, we have had some decent weather here. I don't particularly like photographing uh, things in really bright weather, though. I always prefer a few fluffy clouds to diffuse the light a bit and uh, make it slightly softer. But you can't complain about the weather, I suppose, although we Brits tend to um, quite a lot. It's a national pastime, really. Right, what have I been up to since the last podcast? Well, I've been developing a few websites. Um, This is a relatively new thing for me. I only started doing it uh, probably in the last two years. Business has been going about 12 months. uh, 12 months. It's been going about 12 years. Um, And websites was something that I came into when I started using WordPress because, you know, it's just a simple way of building a website. Um, And it's quite easy for a lot of people to use. Um, And it's very good for getting on Google and things. So I decided, you know, that I I wasn't too bad at it. Um, And usually what I do is I provide everything, the photography, um, put it together, do the text for them and hey presto they've got a website so i've been doing that for a client and i've got another uh job to do next month for a client so um it's it's quite nice it's um interesting and also if the weather's not particularly great it's something um that you know that you can do um i mean a classic example was the tour de france was on um throughout the first three weeks of july uh, and I was able to build a website and do things and work around uh, work around that. So I was able to catch a lot of the Tour de France while working, which was good. Um, but, you know, it's uh, it kind of reminds me, really, about how photography has become a lot more technical, especially if you're working in the world of photography. We have so many things, photographers, that we have to worry about. We have... Um, We have the photography itself, of course, and the cameras working and things like that, keeping up with uh, the technology, if we possibly can, which is pretty difficult at the best of times. But also we have the the website to to worry about. We have computers. uh, We have hard drives to worry about that they don't fail. You know, there's archiving of um, photography. There's, um, you know, just all sorts of things that can go wrong along the process. I mean, imagine if your computer went wrong and you didn't have a spare one. Um, A lot of people have found, you know, suddenly a piece of technology goes and that's it. And a few years ago, all we had to worry about was that uh, the film went through our camera all right, that the shutter was firing and that the enlarger worked. And to a large degree, we could deliver what we needed to if both of those two things were were working fine. Um, now, there's a whole lot of things in between the photography and a client or the end result that we rely on. And I don't know whether it's completely a, a great thing. I mean, even if you shoot film, the chances are is you'll probably want to scan it. Um... I mean, I'd love to get my darkroom up and uh, running again, but quite honestly, I don't think I'd have the time. And if I was going to get a darkroom up and running, I'd like to do both the black and white and the colour, which would mean a bit of outlay. And sadly, I think that would probably be better off going into uh, upgrading computers and scanners and various other different bits and bobs. 
So unfortunately we live in a technological world, don't we? One of the things that I did recently was I changed my Flickr account. I had a Flickr Pro subscription. And if you've been reading my photography blog, which if you haven't, well, naughty you should be. But if you haven't, basically what it comes down to is whether I pay for the new service that they've got. Uh, keep my subscription um, which worked out about £16 a year. It wasn't particularly a horrendous amount of money, but even so, um, even if you're, if you're paying for a service, you need to be getting the most out of it, or you need to be at least getting something for your money. Around about um, three or four days ago, I decided that I would cancel my... Flickr Pro subscription and the simple reason for that was was that I didn't really see that I was getting anything for my money. Um, the free account does everything that I need. Um, the only thing that you could say that the Flickr Pro account was doing and they actually list this um, is you don't get any ads and you get um, unlimited uploading which I tend to find rather meaning meaningless to be honest. Um, how much room do you need? How much room do you want to to store? Um, I don't like the idea of storing huge amounts online. I would rather have them burned onto a disk or onto a hard drive or at least... <laughs> I tend to use Flickr as a sort of a, an image bank, but I don't totally rely on Flickr for... Um, keeping my photography um, there's probably a few photographers out there that do but I would just hate to have that feeling one morning where I put my life's work onto Flickr and then found out that uh, the servers had crashed or the backups of the company had gone belly up and basically where my lovely photography was was just a an error screen with error 404 saying this website no longer exists that would uh, probably break my heart Probably other photographers do enjoy putting their work on there and having other backups, but um, I've decided that Flickr does what it does best as free. And it was an interesting comment um, that was put on the blog post that I did yesterday where it was saying that you know most of the revenue is coming in from ads. Um, that's probably That's probably true. But what I don't like um, is that it's ad-driven. I don't think actually Flickr particularly shows the ads that well. They only tend to pop up when you're uploading uh, images. And also, if you are a business, do you just want to rely on one revenue stream? Because I certainly wouldn't. If I could get photographers parting with their cash and delivering them something, it could be something as simple as Flickr at the moment provides uh you're able to up upload um high definition video well why not have that as a, pa a paid option rather than having it as part of the free package um probably they just want to get as many people as possible using the system and that's that's the way that they've worked out the business plan but i don't know i think uh, revenue will probably drop when a lot of other photographers and people using Flickr realise that they can do everything they want to and store everything they want to with just a free account. 
So where's my money going? Well, it's going to 500px. Uh, Is that 500px.com, pixels, whatever it's called. Um, and I'm going to start using that service. Probably will update my account later in the year when the weather's sort of like turns um, and I can upload a lot more there. The price will be about the same, but you do get some extra perks for paying. So um, really, it just comes down to... If they have something that's worth paying for, you will pay the money. If you're getting it all for free, you will just use the free account at the end of the day, won't you? This is just one of the many tricky uh, dilemmas that you have to think about. And yes, it isn't that much money. It's it's only £16 a year, but £16 a year can be channelled somewhere else. And if you're getting, like I say, a free service that's doing everything you want, what's the point in paying for it? Right, over to the links. And this first one I really liked, really, really liked. Ode to a Polish River. It's um, by... Oh, I always pick the complicated name ones, don't I? Uh, Mikolai Nowaki. Um, and it's Pola, Poland's Odra, the river of history. Um, and what he's done is he's uh, documented it um, he was actually the photographer was actually accepted um, to the mentor program of Seven Photo. Seven Photo being a rather good um, photojournalism collective, and quite honestly, the the Odra River. It's basically his his relationship to it. Um, he's got early memories and can remember things happening. Absolutely fantastic set of images, quite calming, beautifully shot. And an original topic as well. I do tend to um, stay away a lot now from the... Uh, <laughs> what I can say is sort of like staple photo photojournalism uh, diet. There's an awful lot of war photographers out there. There's an awful lot of photographers doing things about Africa. Some of the work is absolutely great. But there is can be oversaturation of those topics, I feel. And I always like it where... Photographers decide to look close to home. Photojournalism isn't about going to some war zone or some famine. It can be about being close to home and capturing what you know or a place that you know. In fact, it's probably best that you do start there if you're thinking about being a photojournalist because, um, well, you know, it just makes makes it easier. Um if you're starting out doing photojournalism, photograph something that you know, something that you know inside out, like your local area, the people around it. I had a friend, funnily enough, <laughs> um, at uh, college, and uh, they went to an absolutely fantastic place. Um, they moved up there a few years ago. Um, and they said that there's nothing to photograph up there. Now, this, uh, this place is you know, quite outstanding really. It's um I will mention where it is. It's it's up in uh Shetland and they moved up there and they decided that there wasn't really very much there. So a photographer has got to be able to see something before they start working and of course people can tend to take where they live for granted I, I know I certainly do I live in a beautiful part of the country um, and a lot of people come here and think it's absolutely fabulous but because I've lived here for 
years and years and years and years um people you know i tend to not see it in the way that people visiting do of course which uh it's a classic case of uh familiarity breeds contempt although it isn't contempt in my uh in my case it's just that you get used to seeing it and um sadly you don't tend to take it in um and enjoy the beauty which you should do next after that rant um here's the next link and this is about a father and son team um Estevan and Heriberto Oriol and they are documenting Los Angeles um and they've got quite an interesting series of images I was I was quite impressed with these but they're just uh documenting everything from LA gang culture to celebrities musicians for magazines and commercial work that's how they sort of like um began photographing uh, LA and you know they've got all sorts of um fantastic images really really strong black and white work and there's also a great video there there's actually quite a few there's two videos um but the photography the portraiture is absolutely spot on I know that Los Angeles does tend to get a lot of photography and, you know, they go on about gangs and things like this, but uh, this this work is really, really top quality. So that's like father, like son, and this is on a website that I haven't actually used that much before. It's called Audio Vision. Um, probably more multimedia, but um, Audio Vision looks, looks a very, very good website. Um, next up... Um, ah, riding the surf. This is on the Time Lightbox website. Riding the surf with Lucia Grigi. I do hope I'm pronouncing these names right. Um, absolutely superb surf photography. Um, I know there's plenty of surf photographers out there, but this really does take into account, you know, the the environment that surfers play in and the quality of the images is absolutely uh, superb uh, I mean it's, it's a very difficult type of um, photography to capture because of course you've got to be in the right place at the right time and you're rather limited that you can't be right next to the surfer unless you're on a board yourself so um, some of the underwater shots are absolutely superb they're really really beautiful so that is riding the surf with lucia grigi really if you are into surfing or you're into the sea or you're into outdoor sports then that is really um a sight for you to have a look at the next link this is a video and this is a talk with war photographers Michael Camber and uh, Louis Palu on Iraq and Afghanistan. It's got some absolutely fantastic images in it, but probably the, the best thing is um, the photographers actually talking about their work and working in a war zone and the difficulties that they encounter and the problems. What they've gone and done is they've... Um, you know, exposed really the problems with the ideas that uh, 
of photographers going into war zones and things and documenting and they've decided that oh, I mean all photojournalism is political um, it's ridiculous to say that it isn't because of course photojournalists brings their own um, ideas and their own concepts to uh, to a piece and it comes through in the, in the photography um, but this video you know it has some absolutely beautiful um, moments in it and it's it's basically talking about how you operate and what photographers do in war zones and why they're there and it may sound a simple concept but it isn't really um, a lot of people tend to think of them as glory hunters and they some of them are but a lot of them aren't and Michael Camber's work is absolutely superb and Iraq and Afghanistan have been very much a staple diet of photojournalism for uh, for a number of years now I would actually say it's probably the war in Syria but all of these things are interrelated. So if you are interested in war photographers and how they tick, why they go to those places, um, what their photography is about, then take a look at the war photographer's uh, video. That's on Reason TV, which is, uh, again, that's a new source of information for me. The last link is Bill Brandt's work. Um, this is called Bill Brandt's Negative Beginnings. And this is about a show that's on at the Museum of Modern Art in New York. And it's taking a look at Bill Brandt's work. But it's taking a look at it and a, in a quite an interesting way. How photographers change the way that they print over the years. And we all do it to a certain extent. I know I certainly have changed the way that I... Uh, print work now um i would say that i'm slightly less over the top now with my dodging and burning i'm a i've learned to uh hold back a lot whereas i didn't in the old days certainly take a print from 20 years ago that i did and one that i do now i think you'd be able to tell the difference well this is really what the uh exhibition called shadow and light um a retrospective at the museum of modern art is about the new york times lens photo blog has got rather a nice piece talking about the exhibition and basically what it is is rather than um, use his dramatic prints um, when the Bill Brandt started making in the early 1950s they've decided that they would use and show um, the prints that he made at the time when he made the negative so uh, it's interesting to compare how he changed, how he thought that the print should should look. It's a brilliant article, some absolutely fantastic photography. I must admit, to a certain expen uh, extent, I actually think that some of the prints, um, if I was printing them, I probably would print them a lot more contrasty than they are shown here, but that's maybe the, the point. But they are still interesting images, great prints, and it just goes to show how we all change how we work and how we uh, view our work over the years. So that's Bill Brandt's Negative Beginnings, and it looks a very interesting show, Shadow and Light. Just a shame that it's over the other side of the Atlantic. That's it for this podcast. 
as usual, all of the links can be found in the usual place, which I don't have to mention. But I'll mention it anyway. It's darker-skies.com forward slash podcast. And you can find a whole lot of web links to various other different photography websites there as well um, that I didn't have time to mention in the podcast. Right, that's it for this podcast. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much for taking the time to download it. And I will see you all next time. check out any of the links mentioned in this podcast, go to darker-skies.com forward slash podcasts.